Welcome, Guardians. This is Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. Uh, Beta Chieftain hosting this week. X-Ray, we're recording a little late, and uh, looks like X-Ray went to bed or something. So it's just uh, me and Handsome Dragon this week. How are you doing, Handsome? Doing good. Yeah, it looks like everybody went to bed except for us, so. Yeah. Uh, we're just desperate to record, you know? <laughs> exactly. Holidays or no holidays. Exactly. we got to get something out for our listeners. I know they've been... On Twitter and our fan chat, they've been pining for the next episodes. So we got to make sure we get get something out for them. Yeah, and so this this is going to be a whisper this week. This is officially whisper number eight for those who are keeping track. And we're going to try and tackle um, at least one, maybe two, of the new Grimoire cards that came out with the uh, with the new update. And so we're going to try and tackle um, is it Ocean of Storms two. I believe is the official title of that card, and then also Exo Stranger Two. Um, and depending on how long we go, you, the audience, may hear this as two whispers or one. We'll we'll find out how it goes just <laughs> during the episode. But uh, yeah. so no no fan question this week. We just um, honestly, I've been busy. I haven't even looked at them. And you know, with only two of us, it's more fun answering the questions when there's more of us to give more opinions. So we mm-hmm. will uh, we'll get back to that shortly after the holidays. Yeah, I have a I have a good one that's I kind of picked out, but I was hoping to have more than the two of us on here to come discuss it. So I'll wait till we get you know scoobs or drop or X ray on here, so we get more diversity in the answers and the discussion. So yeah, and um, we'll do the usual plugs that X ray does. So if you're looking for us, you can find us on Twitter at D Ghost Stories. Um, on Facebook at slash D ghost stories. And you can email us at destiny ghost stories at gmail.com. We officially kicked off our, uh, our fan chat this last week. And so we've got, how many guys are in there now? Handsome 15, 16 or something. Yeah, I think we're right around. I know we passed double digits that we're never yeah, in the teens. So yeah, so we're not talking a lot of lore yet. We're kind of just, sending gifts back and forth and just joking around. <laughs> but um, if any of you are interested in chatting up lore topics or discussing epi- certain episodes, email us at destinyghoststories at gmail.com with the subject line of fan chat, and we can send you an invite. We have to send invites to your email, so that's why we have you email us, just so we can keep track of who we've invited to the fan chat and who we haven't. Um, yeah, we just started a kind of a deep discussion on Rasputin in the War Mines. So you definitely want to come check out that chat. Very true. And I'm I'm writing up notes right now for Rasputin for some time next year. So if you have any questions you want answered or you know things you want highlighted, fan chat's a good place to uh, get get those things heard. So uh, with that out of the way, this first card, Ocean of Storms Two, handsome, you kind of took the lead on this one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, yeah, way, so go for it. Just the way these cards, we've got the four new cards and the most recent updates, and you know, you, you know, immediately latched onto the, the Stranger Exo card. Of course, Exo yeah. Stranger the card, that's kind of your your background drop. You know, he picked up the the Vision Forty Seven, I believe, and then I can't remember the name of the other. It's like Rescall or yeah, whatever. The, the Speaker one. Yeah, the Speaker one. Yeah, he kind of latched onto those immediately, and this is the one that I read this. And like I think I posted in our chat, it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's like this card <laughs> is amazing. Um, and so we'll kind of just 
I won't read through the whole thing right away. We'll, I'll kind of read through it as we as we break it down. Um, and so what this this card is, it's the last known records from a lunar station first light. And so kind of just breaking down, you know, what was first light? Um, or have, we, have we yeah, heard first light before? Only as as the players, it is the it is a crucible map. It's the, 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 the really big, yeah, the really big one on the moon, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. So you get the you don't you don't play it a lot now in year two, um, and we didn't play it a lot at the end of year one because they took it out of the control rotation, and so whenever they would do the uh, whatever the vehicle mode was, yeah, I was a huge um, fan of combined, that combined 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 arms. arms. Yeah, whenever they did that playlist, then you could get this map and a bastion as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is one of the. Well, it's coming coming around every now and then in control. I think they put it back in. Yeah, I can always find it if I do the uh, the classic six v six playlist. Mm-hmm. It'll come up a lot. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's where we, as a player, know first light. Um, what it was in in as far as lore was it was a science facility. Um, it focused on exobotany, just like alien plant life, and. So there was, we know that they had this lab at the moon, and they were kind of just, I'm guessing, studying maybe the changes. Right. In the, in the, it seems the kind of odd atmosphere. that there, you know, there'd be botany on the moon, considering the moon seems pretty barren. Exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting that that's there. Maybe there was just, you know, with all the changes with the Traveler being there, they figured they would do some research, see if anything, you know, vital has changed there. But uh, we actually, and I just the first light Grimark card has been around for quite a while. Uh, yeah, actually I mean, gives us some, it shipped with the base game, it, right? Mm-hmm, exactly, and it actually gives us some pretty interesting lore that I've never, I never knew until now, as far as information regarding the hive and the collapse, and we don't really, we never really talked about before. Of, you know, we always kind of, at least I assumed that the hive kind of showed up after the collapse, you know, while Earth was in this this kind of rebuilding phase, or after the Golden Age, I should say. Right. And that's when they kind of, they showed up and they kind of, as we were trying to regain our city, you know, fortify everything in the Battle of Marimbrim, that was kind of when they showed up. But this card, it talks, um, it basically says that the hive have been there for a long, long time. <laughs> right. So yeah. So what are some of the exact uh, lines? Uh, so, the so the exact words there are. Uh, um, it says, you know, I'll, I'll just read from the beginning. It says, "What once was an unassuming exobotany laboratory complex turned into ringside seats to the end of the world during the collapse." Uh, immense fissures in the moon's crust spew a sickly yellow miasma and hint at the utter destruction going on deep beneath the surface. Whatever the hive are up to, they've been at it a long time, and they're not overly concerned with keeping Luna in one piece. And so, like right there, kind of, you know, talks about during the collapse and whatever the hive were up to, they've been at it a long time. And so, yeah, and the, it's kind of funny because I feel like you're right. That card, we almost kind of ignored it for the first while, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it's a. It's a crucible card. Yeah, a rarely played crucible map. Yeah, it's a crucible <laughs> card. Um, and yeah, that's. I mean, it's interesting because the Vex they always talk about. Um, 
you know, the possibilities that the Vex structures have been buried in planet surfaces for eons, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, maybe it was the travelers kind of spark of life that caused them to grow. Um, and it's interesting, you know, for all we know, yeah, I mean, the, the card obviously doesn't give a specific timeline, but for all we know, the hive have been in our moon for a, for eons. Mm -hmm. For a long time. Um, it's, and it's interesting to me just, um, and obviously the game doesn't go into the formation of our solar system or anything like that. But one thing we do know from the Book of Sorrows is the Hive have been around since before our sun. You know, they've been around a long time. Um, And so it's just interesting that um, we know the Hive used moons for transportation and things. And, you know, for all we know, our moon showed up and it wasn't even part of our solar system originally like it was always a hive yeah. thing or you know exactly never we don't know right <laughs> that is pretty interesting I mean, am i right on that i'm questioning myself now on the the hive have been around since before our solar system i'm starting to question that fact because i don't have it pulled up um yeah i don't know if I'm, i don't recall if it's if i'm if i'm wrong someone can call me out on it yeah but i guess the point i'm trying to make is yeah the moon may have or i guess the hive have been around at least longer than humanity has been around and so the po- I guess the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, for all we know, the moon has always been a hive moon and was just mm-hmm. kind of stationed here. Yeah, maybe when, you know, that's, I think the point is that when Earth formed or when our solar system formed, you, the our, our moon as we see it was never really our moon. It was always just this Yeah, hive. it was always a hive thing. Yeah, so just kind of, I guess, just continuing on. Uh, I do think the last, the last kind of sentence there, last phrase is interesting uh how about they're not overly concerned with keeping luna in one piece um just because i mean anyone who's played on the moon there's caves caverns tunnels you know they've definitely been doing some some renovating some some excavation yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and uh so i think that's kind of interesting and i think this card scooby actually mentioned and kind of kind of what point pointed me in the direction was like I think this card hints at possibly the creators of the tunnels in the moon and, uh, and why they were there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know if you want, to, want to continue on to the, the next part. Yeah. So here, I'm trying to look in the notes. Um, well, I guess just, uh, I guess starting at the very beginning, where it says last known records. Where um, are we? Last known you could, records. Yeah, you could kind of take that as... Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sc- sorry. I'm scrolling back up in the notes no, no, it's okay. to find the actual <laughs> card. Um, okay. So here, one Daddy. second. I've got a little hive of my own. <laughs> Hi. I want some water. Can you go ask mama? Okay. Can you close the door? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Um so yeah, and yeah, so the Ocean of Storms too, um, yeah, it's such a good card because that first one, it really is kind of like, well, what's excavating the moon? What's going on underneath? And so this card, yeah, starts hinting at that. So yeah, like you said, it's the the last known records from Lunar Station First Light. And so and it's kind of theory on timeline. We think this is probably, you know, this was happening right during the collapse or very short. Mm-hmm. You know, this could have happened just prior to the collapse. Or this could have happened just as the collapse was starting. It doesn't, we don't quite know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of, 
just that line itself kind of almost hints at the fate of these scientists that are kind of exploring these tunnels and researching because I mean this is this is the last bit of information we get from them. You know, they're you'd think if they survived this adventure or this trek down in the tunnels that we would have further records from them. Right. I'm second guessing. So this kind of the fact that this is the last at least last known records, then you can kind of get an idea of the fate of the of these guardians or not guardians, sorry, scientists. Right. And and that's a good point to make the uh and some people might say like, well how do we know they're not guardians? And there's a line in the card where it says, um I was wandering these tunnels lost, waiting to run out of oxygen. And up to this point in our lives as guardians, we have never worried about that. <laughs> and you have, you know, people like Eris. And Eris, you know, she didn't have a mask on or a helmet because, as we know, she's just got her bandage and her three her eyes. bleeding eyes. Yeah, and so, you know, Eris doesn't even have a mask. And so um, from everything we've seen, you know, I guess we're not 100% certain, but all evidence points to guardians don't require oxygen. You know, we're dead, so <laughs> why would yeah. we? Um, so it seems to point that, yeah, this is definitely taking place during the Golden Age or the very end of the Golden Age, and we're talking human scientists here. Um, and yeah, and so to read, you know, a little bit of the card at the beginning, it says the tunnels were geologic in nature, or had to be. That's what we thought until 12 hours into the second sublunar expedition when we found the bones. A single, long rib cage, the size of an aircraft fuselage. The living creatures themselves we found a hundred meters down. They might have been worms, if worms had scales and teeth and moved more quickly than a man could run. Um, so just stopping right there. Um, I think that's the. I think I read that and I stopped reading the card and that's when I posted <laughs> in chat, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But I think yeah. anyone who knows, who's you know, delved at all into the lore, you see the phrase, you know, a, you know, they found the bones, a single rib cage, the size of an aircraft, aircraft fuselage. Like you, your mind immediately goes to, you know, dragons, maybe Ahamkara, and then the very next line is, you know, they might have been worms if worms had scales and teeth. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is definitely kind of where they're going. <laughs> right, and yeah, and now thanks to the Book of Sorrows, we're like worms. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. kind of important. Exactly. And so clearly they're huge. These worms, whether these are related somehow to the the five, you know, worms from Fundament or not. Um, I guess by related meaning whether they're these like hyper intelligent type worms or are they just kind of larva, you know, big fat larva, it's hard to say. But um and they're, is, they're huge. <laughs> yeah. And then as far as the tunnels themselves, um, they do mention you know, in their mind, I guess before this expedition here, they assumed that the tunnels were just, you know, geological formations, basically, on the moon. And it wasn't until, you know, they said 12 hours later into the sublunar expedition that they found these bones, and then they found the worms. And it kind of hints, or makes you assume that they are the, you know, the creators of these tunnels, or the makers of these tunnels. Kind of the reason why they're there, right? And and then the very next line, um, June died first, and then Luli. Bad deaths. Deaths not worth thinking about, and so I don't. Um, you know, 
it's like they found these worms and it's quite possible that then they were devoured. And the, the <laughs> fact that he, he, he or she, I can't remember. Um, I'll call them they. The yeah. fact that the <laughs> fact that they call out that the worms can move faster than men can run and that they have teeth and scales makes it sound like those very bad deaths might have been um, the worms devouring some of the uh, yeah. some of the scientists. Yeah. And it's it's also interesting to note that it is worms um, plural. They they mentioned creatures, so there's not just one worm. In these tunnels, there's multiple. You know how many exactly? We don't know for sure, but it's, right. uh, I could imagine it being pretty, uh, pretty intense. And yeah, and this is kind of right at the end of where it says, "You know, that's not not worth thinking about." So I don't. And then that's where you, you get the line. And as I wander these tunnels, lost, waiting to run out of oxygen. So now we get this. We kind of get this last story of this scientist and his other two partners have died brutal deaths and now this person is just wandering around you know, almost Eris-esque you know, lost probably blind in these tunnels has no idea where he's going or she's going and running out of oxygen right and what's interesting to me is that they're wandering these tunnels and like so obviously they find the worms but as we know the moon, you know, you can't step two feet underground without hitting some thrall and a bunch of hive, right? And so it's interesting that this person can kind of continuously wander, but isn't immediately overrun by thralls and wizards and, you know, so exactly. I, don't, I don't know if, you know, do the worms come first and then the hive, you know, show up second? Were the hive all still in larval stage and hadn't hatched yet? You know, it's just... There's, we don't have a definitive answer here, but it's just interesting to think about. And then, you know, as you continue in the card, you kind of, the scientist almost follows the, uh, I think I like to think of it as following the path of Eris, um, just as you're, he, you know, I can imagine the darkness. The not, scientist was the true fail, first failed fire team. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, there's a, the next line is just like, you read it and you're like, okay, is, does this make any sense at all? I guess he just, is he kind of becoming the mad scientist, kind of losing the grip on reality? I kind of see similarities in, in Eris, whereas almost the clearer things became, the crazier she sounded. That might may have been the case with the scientist as well. It's like right. the more clear he saw things, almost the more mad he became. And, what, and what's so funny is, so we've always known kind of the names of these places on the moon, um, but he... He calls out, so he says, But then everything on the moon is named for what it's not. Have you noticed? The Sea of Serenity, Ocean of Storms, the Sea of Rains, it's only fitting. In the tunnels, though, we found things that were exactly what they were. And so now I name them thus, mark them well, if the recording is found. The Circle of Bones, the Chamber of Night. And so, you know, obviously that's what we call those locations on the moon. Mm. And it is interesting to see that, you know, basically the scientist was the first to name them as yeah. such. That's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. I like the line kind of right before that, too. It's, you know, as a scientist is kind of contemplating and I'm sure imagining his own death, you know, similar to his partner's, says, you know, will it hurt? I wonder. That final sleep when it comes, the sleep that isn't sleep. So that's kind of, I kind of, I kept 
going back to that, trying to figure out if it meant something else. And I, I haven't really figured anything out yet, but it's still that line intrigues me for sure. Right. Um, and then you were mentioning reality, you know, or kind of craziness. And for so sure. there's a line, one does not walk and ugh, one does not walk amid those dark tunnels and not lose something. They say that to look out upon the ocean is to feel small, but to walk in these caverns is to feel your grasp on reality slipping. So this person, as they get deeper in the moon, they, yeah, their sense of what, you know, of physics and what's right and wrong and normal is being shifted. Um, There is no returning to what you were before, a believer of science and the fundamental rationality of the universe, not after seeing those worms. So, yeah. And and I guess what's interesting to me about hearing that is, so the tra- I mean, we know the Traveler gave us all his tech, right? And it terraformed the planets and et cetera. But it seems like, I'm, I, I just thought of this, but like it doesn't seem like the Traveler really bothered telling us much about who it had been running from for eons. Mm-hmm. Like, like you'd think, you know, the Traveler's like, okay, I've been trying to escape the hive forever. And now I'm here. And they're going to come devour you too at some point. So let's get prepared. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm mean, based on what the scientist is saying. Clearly, if that was communicated to some people, it wasn't communicated to everybody. Because right, yeah, they clearly had no, no idea what they were uh, dealing. With. And it's even interesting because you know he's a believer in science, and so like even you know some of these kind of crazy principles that you know like the Vex and their time travel, etc. Like it doesn't seem like that traveler even gave us that much more scientific knowledge than what we already had. I mean, he gave us a little, you know, for some better spaceships and guns, but like, you know, nothing that would explain the worms, nothing that would explain the Vex. So it's kind of, it just interesting thinking about, it's like, what did the traveler give, give us? And what, what did the traveler actually teach us? Yeah. The fact that seeing these worms basically, you know, causing him to doubt everything he's ever believed in almost. It's like it's, yeah, you know, it's definitely an interesting point. How, what did they know? Did they, were they told anything? Did they learn anything from the traveler? Or did, is it kind of sat, like it's been sitting in, in our playtime, just kind of stood there? Yeah. So here, why don't, this next part is the part that's kind of the most, you know, in, intriguing. Why don't you read the, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, the, to, to the end where it says, but here now, to the end of the card. All right. Um, so it says, but here now, at the bottom, I have found the other side of the nightmare. Like waking from a dream only to realize you are still asleep. Perhaps my oxygen is getting low. Yes, I can see it is. Hypoxia already setting in. The thing before me is like myself. Partly alive and partly not. An ossified afterbirth. A pulsating tumor. It lays in a crater of its own making dark and jagged. So here I sit and lay me down. I see a doorway and within the death white egg cases of nightmares yet to come. And I'm glad I am to miss it. <laughs> yeah. I just got goosebumps reading that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so this is the part where, you know, the card gives us all kinds of things to just guess on because <laughs> right. it, it doesn't actually tell us anything to me. And this is a thought. I mean, I know that, Oh no, I don't know. Part of me, part of me, because so the Chamber of Night, we know that's where they trap Crota's soul, right? 
Like, it seems like it's kind of Crota's little hiding place down there, you know, in the Chamber of Night. Um, for me personally, I always think of Crota when I read this, just because of his, you know, that crystal that he was, you know, kind of encased in, how it would pulse a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of dark and jagged. And it, you know, an afterbirth is clearly, it contained something to begin with. So I'm like, well, the crystal, you know, at one point contains Kuroda, like, you know, I, I'm not saying that's true in any way. You know, I could be totally off base. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's what I always think of when I kind of read this. Yeah, I've gone, I've gone through like 20 different theories on what the pulsating tumor would be. And it's just, you know, it's like, like you said, it's, they gave us all these things to guess, guess on and theorize on, but they don't really give us any answers. For the last part, where it says, uh, "You know, I see a doorway, and within the death white egg cases of nightmares yet to come," I picture that as you know, you know, when we're on even on the Earth, and we go into that high ship, you can kind of see a bunch of the the um, I think it is it the, the thrall eggs or uh, birthing yeah. areas, and I just yeah. I, I kind of imagine that's what he's seeing, just this maybe this room full of. You know, eggs for thralls that will eventually just devour the moon, basically. And that kind of, to your your point, yeah, you're saying with Proto, maybe this is kind of the point where almost this, maybe this is the first, maybe the first fire team to see Crota on the moon. <laughs> right, because what's weird to me is the fact that, so he says, I found the other side of the nightmare. But like he never mentions a worm. Like he's yeah. already mentioned worms earlier. And so you'd think he'd be like, oh, look, I found the great worm or like the biggest mm-hmm. worm. But like he doesn't say worm. He just says the other side of the nightmare. It's like it, that's why to me it seems like he's describing like he sees the first hive on the moon or something, you know, the first actual hive. Mm-hmm. Um, whether because, you know, in the an ossified afterbirth. So clearly something was born. Um, that wasn't, and, and it, it, you know, makes me think back to, um, the needle ship, you know, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too, that where we know there's worms and then there was some type of experiment gone wrong and, you know, basically an afterbirth in one of the rooms. And, you know, the question is, was it the worms themselves that were born from that or did the worms give birth to something else? You know, what really came out of that? And it seems like. Because, you know, if the worms were on the moon, but up to this point, he's he's yet to encounter a single hive, it seems like. So it's like, what is he describing here? And in my head, you know, maybe it's the first hive wizard on the moon, maybe the first thrall, the first, maybe it's Crota being, you know, being born on the moon. Yeah. Because we, we know, we know Oryx had his son Crota, but honestly, it's never explained really how he had him. You know, we just know Oryx has a son Crota, so somehow Oryx fathered a son, you know, mm. but we don't really know how. And yeah, like I said, I could be wrong, but yeah, because with, especially with those egg casings, it just makes me think that, yeah, like maybe the first, we'll just say it's a thrall. The first, he sees the first traces of a thrall and then, and he knows that it's about to get much worse. Um, or maybe it's a wizard because wizards are the ones who do eggs, but, um, and that would make sense why he, he didn't see any hive on the way down, but then maybe at the very end there, he's like, oh no something even worse than these worms is coming. And that's, you know, with an X number of, and if this did take place before the collapse, that could explain it where, uh, he went down there, kind of saw the first hive 
and within, you know, one to two years, X number of thousands of thrall were born from those white egg mm-hmm. casings and started erupting onto the surface. That was that's kind of how I look at it. But, you know, and this is one of those things we don't have definitive answers. If you have, if you read this and you had something else kind of come to your mind, you know, email us, message us on Twitter, let us know what your thoughts were. We definitely love to hear other ideas. Um, yeah, and I've always had a personal theory that you know, well, it's possible Oryx or something similar was in the system during the collapse. And the two reasons I say that are, one, from Cade's journal, when he's describing the collapse itself, he always talks about kind of like this darkness that takes over people and knocks them out and takes them away. And it sounds a lot like, you know, blight mm-hmm. and taking stuff. Yeah, I've always kind of had the the theory, which is that Oryx and the Hive were a part of the, the kind of invasion of during the Golden Age and part of the collapse because um, we know that Oryx and his sisters were had been chasing the Traveler for X amount of years and so it kind of, it wasn't just, at least from what we get in the Book of Stars, it wasn't just the darkness chasing the Traveler, but it was you know, the Oryx, Arash, and uh, his sisters kind of pursuing the Traveler, trying to destroy it um, um, from the guidance of the of their worms. Right. And there's the, I'll have to look it up. There's the, um, I mean, from the grimoire, we do have, you know, orcs told Crota to like finish off everything. And so it's like, you know, orcs knew enough about our system to tell Crota to to have Crota here to finish it off. So it it almost makes it feel like, you know, the general came in, in the first wave and wiped everybody out mostly, and then left his lieutenant Crota you know, to finish it off while he went to move on to other systems or, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that could be totally wrong. The other thing too, is they're always talking about like how Oryx fears Rasputin. And in my head, I'm like, if Oryx just arrived at Saturn like a week ago and then we went and killed him really quick, like, did he really have time to figure out who Rasputin was and then fear him? You know, like yeah. to me, it seems like he had to have already known who Rasputin was, and I suppose Crota could have told him. So, you know, mm-hmm. I won't, I won't yeah. write that off. Yeah, I don't really buy that whole. I don't know. I'm not. I'd have to see some. I guess some more data or information on why he would fear Rasputin. If if Oryx didn't fear, uh, or Curia, Curia, the the Vex. Vex mind, then I don't know how he would fear fear out Rasputin. Right, it doesn't make a lot of sense. All right, well, uh, I don't know if you have much else, but based on what you can hear in my background, it might be time to wrap up this whisper. <laughs> I, I think it's uh, I think it's about time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Give give that card a, a read, everyone. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Um, if you saw something a little different than the new we saw. It. Um, you know, email us. Let us know. Come join yeah. us in our in our Slack fan chat. We can discuss it. And yeah, we always appreciate feedback. I, we've already made our plugs. I don't know what else to say. So, and it's just the <laughs> two of us. So yeah. we will catch you, listeners, later. And we hope you have a good a good week. Yeah, absolutely. Happy holidays, guys.